You're on TSN 1050 Toronto, and this is Mako and Cause with Bob Makowitz and Matthew Cause. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. 10:32 on TSN 1050. <laughs> You're listening to Mako and Cause. I am Bob Makowitz. He is Maddie Cause. It is the kids are all right edition of the program. When I hear this, I just think of coming to America. Like right now, this is sexual chocolate, uh, <laughs> you know, performing. This is when I hear this song. I'm sorry, Whitney, but I think about uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. I watched about eight straight seasons of American Idol. So Whitney Houston, for me, will forever be branded as, along with Mariah Carey, the ultimate in karaoke for American Idol contestants. Mm. But your reference is a very, very good one. It's the Kids Are All Right edition as we look ahead to projecting ahead how you look at talent when there are kids and trying to imagine who could wind up being a professional. Kyle Dubas, the general manager of Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, is with us now. Kyle, nice to have you aboard. Thanks for having me, guys. Did you expect Whitney Houston out of the gate? No, that was uh, that was terrific, though. That was much appreciated. <laughs> How often, when you're doing interviews on radio stations, do you have Whitney Houston music played before the interview? I'm imagining 50 times? <laughs> uh, every so often you get something a little bit creative, but uh, no, that was, that was the first time for Whitney. But So it uh, sets the bar high for, for future interviews. We'll get into being creative in the hockey world and some of the challenges. You're known as a guy who is trying to push limits in certain areas of talent assessment, and there are always obstacles. Before then, though, uh, Jared McCann, he's your player. He is probably going to go in the top ten of the NHL entry draft upcoming. The Leafs need a center, and they are picking eighth right in and around the territory where, where McCann might go. Can you look ahead to some of his strengths and where he might need to get better as a professional? I, I think with Jared, he, you know, this year, he in both of his years, actually, at 16 and 17 years old, just because of the composition of our team, uh, he was put into situations that are normally reserved for, for much older players in our league, whether they're 19- or 20-year-old players. Jared had to play uh, even when he was 16 years old against the other team's top six forward lines. And, and, you know, usually in our division, that was opposing a very, very uh, high end centerman across from him. And, and this year uh, that was the exact same. And, and he's been able to, to produce very well. He had 40 points as a 16 year old, which in the history of our team for forwards, only Wayne Gretzky uh, and Joe Thornton had done before him. And then this year yeah, he produced at about a point per game clip. Uh, in spite of playing against very tough competition and did a very good job driving the puck down to the other team's end of the ice against their good players, which is where you want to be when, they're, when their best players are on the ice is in their end where they, they're not, uh, they can't really threaten to shoot and score on, on your own net. And, and Jared uh, thrived in those situations. I think as he's, you know, he's only about 175 pounds now as he continues to, to put on weight and, and get stronger and more forceful and, faster uh, he, he possesses uh, an elite shot and and uh, all of the, how responsible he is all of that I think will correlate well to being a very good uh, NHL player Kyle Dubas is general manager of the Sioux Greyhounds the NHL is getting younger and the kids in the OHL keep getting better and there's a lot of reasons for that but in your own mind as you do talent assessment of these kids what is the single biggest reason why kids seem to be so much better so much earlier these days I think it's probably a combination of 
the level of coaching that they're receiving earlier, uh, the improvement of, of off-season training programs and specialization of off-season training programs, which are allowing the players to, to get stronger and, and physically mature a little bit, a little bit faster uh, as that uh, industry has, has really taken off. And, uh, and I think the, the other part that's, that's helped is, um, you know, more of a leaning towards putting in younger players in the salary cap era where you know, you, you, a player can, can come in and, and you can empower him and he can play big minutes for you. As a young player, uh, he's still good. Um, and, you know, if you put him in and he's on an entry-level contract and he's only, you know, using up uh, between, you know, 575000 or a million of your cap space, you can get uh, good production from there. That's a pretty efficient use of your salary cap. And I think all of those factors combined uh, have led to, to players being uh, being more impactful at the NHL level earlier. Is it a challenge getting them to think the game at the level their bodies can play it? Because physically now they're so much more developed, but you're still talking about young minds who are trying to figure out how to be good hockey players. How do you change your approach when you know your player can do more, but doesn't know how to do more yet? I, I think that uh, in our situation in the Sioux, we're, we're very fortunate to have uh, Sheldon Keefe and Joe Sorrell and AJ McLean on our coaching staff. And um, every player learns things very differently today. And I think it's it with Sheldon and Joe and AJ, they've done an excellent job of, of figuring out what's the best way that each player learns and then individually working with each one of those players and teaching them different tactics and skills and, and trying to improve their instincts and senses on the ice to where they can uh, speed up their, the way that they process the game on the ice and, and even, you know, really uh, not, I, I hate using the term simplify things, but just make things more controlled in their game uh, to where you, you empower them to hold onto the puck and, and try to teach them to make plays versus getting it and throwing it away just as a, a small example uh, inside of one game. But, uh, you know, I, I think it, as, as teams and as organizations, we have to, you know, continue to improve the way that we're teaching players uh, how to process the game and, and what are successful tactics today and, and uh, make sure that we're getting through to each individual player one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, so that they can best process that and put it to use on the ice. Kyle Duvis, the general manager of the Sioux Greyhounds, is on the line with us. And, Kyle, I want to talk about hard jobs in hockey. Um, I think being in charge of season tickets for the Florida Panthers would be tricky. I think uh, being the tie wrangler for Brian Burke might not be the most um, uh, beneficial job to have. And I want to talk about a guy that works for you named Tyson Enfield. I hope I pronounced his last name right. He, he did. For the Sioux Greyhounds, he is the manager of ticket sales corporate partnerships and advanced analytics does he have the hardest job in sports he might be up there it's it's a, a lot of responsibility and what uh, we, we don't have a, a huge budget in the Sioux. We, we have to use it very efficiently and uh, tyson was someone that i met in my first summer on the job i met him at the nhl draft in minnesota and he uh, joined us as a as an intern and scouted for us during the year. He's uh, he was at Brock University in the sport management program there and uh, scouted for us for the year and and uh, had a lot of strong uh, investment into analytics and hockey uh, these days. And uh, he he interned with us uh, in my second season and he and I got to work on some analytics projects together. Uh, and then we, we brought him on uh, full-time. But in order to make it work budget-wise, he also had to take on the, the ticket sales portion of the job. And, and right now he's moving from ticket sales to corporate partnerships. So the ticket sales portion will drop uh, from his title. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, 
appreciative of that. It lets them focus more time on on the analytics and, and, and corporate partnerships, which are more lucrative positions. And uh, but, but he's done a great job. But uh, the, the man hours required have, uh, have been immense over the season. Uh, I, that's for sure. I imagine the owner of the Sioux Greyhounds wants him to focus on corporate partnerships. I imagine yourself, you'd want him to focus more on advanced analytics. I'm not asking you a question because I don't want you to have to answer that to get in trouble with uh, the owner. Um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll stick with the idea of analytics. The past season of the Toronto Maple Leafs, what did that teach you about analytics advanced and how we should apply them in terms of how we watch, judge, and assess a hockey team? Well, I, I think with each team, uh, not just the Maple Leafs, there, there's a lot of very, very great people uh, in the analytics industry, whether that's someone like Tyler Dello or uh, Eric Tulski, who um, are able to take a, a whole a litany of, of metrics and and use them for predictive value. Um, and, and with the Leafs, um, you know, they were able to use their shot attempts for and against and combine that with the save percentage they were receiving from James Reimer the year before to make predictions about them for this season. And I think with, with the Leafs uh, this year, obviously it, it didn't go the way that uh, didn't reach the level that it did the year before making the playoffs and getting into that great series against Boston. And, and I think the, the key to, to look at, as it is with every single team, is, is what do uh, the various different metrics and pieces of information tell you? And, and uh, with, with the Leafs, that obviously showed that when they were getting elite, elite-level goaltending, uh, they were they were successful. And when their goaltending even began to, to move towards just average, um, they uh, they weren't able to sustain their success. It doesn't mean that that they won't in the future. Um, it's interesting to see. Uh, with Brendan Shanahan in there uh, now. It's going to be very interesting to see what, what he does and, and, and how things uh, may change or stay the same or whether the, the group continues to grow and, and evolve and develop. But they've got some very good uh, good you know players and core pieces there and, and great goaltending. It's, it's, I'm, I'm excited to see how that situation develops. Kyle, last question for me, and I want to go back to something you said earlier, because Matty brings up advanced stats, and you're known in the hockey world as someone who is in management, who has an open ear to what that community has to say. You said you don't want your kids to just get the puck and throw it away. And last time I checked, that's hockey, or at least currently the way most kids are taught to play hockey and even at the professional level. How hard is it to try and tell someone who has grown up a certain way, watching the game a certain way and playing the game a certain way, that there is new research that suggests there are better ways of doing it? How hard is that conversation to have with someone who's had decades of experience to the contrary? Right. There's, there's nothing more that makes uh, me or, or our staff cringe than when we're watching players at the bant, major bantam or minor midget level and they're the parents and the coaches are yelling at them to just get it off the glass and out in the defensive zone or just dump it in and chase it when they're, when they're on the attack offensively. Uh, and I think for the most part, uh, we cringe because we know that we're probably going to have to correct those things. And, and you've nailed it. Uh, it. It's very difficult when a player for 10 years has played AAA hockey and that's what's been ingrained in him. And to try to reset and, and rewire re, uh, the player is difficult. Uh, that said, I think every single player uh, who plays the game wants to have the puck on their stick as deep down and innately wants to have the puck on their stick as much as possible. So, it, you know, when we first uh, started to try to change the way that we played, I think when, when Sheldon and, and myself and our staff sat down, we thought it was going to be a major challenge, but 
it's amazing how receptive players are when you tell them, hey, listen, we're not going to get mad at you. Try to make a play with the puck. Don't just throw it away. If you turn it over, you know, transition back as quickly as possible, get it back, and try to make another play again once you get it back. I think deep down that's what, uh, that's what every player in hockey wants to do, and if they know that they have the grace of, of the staff and, and if the staff is able to show them exact examples of NHL teams or our own team's success uh, in previous seasons or with different players on the team have with, with controlling the puck and, and making controlled plays with it and generating more shots and shot attempts and therefore more goals and, and then winning more, uh, the players are, are generally very receptive and happy that they're going to have that, that grace and leeway. And, and uh, we look at it as our job to develop them for the NHL. And, and if they can't uh, process and make a play with the puck, their, their chances of success there are probably going to be fairly limited and, that's what we're trying to ingrain into our players in St. Marie now. Yeah, Kyle, the way you describe hockey, it's as almost it was like a, a fun game that actually had a creative component to it. <laughs> I, and I just don't remember that being the case. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always nice to catch up with you. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Kyle Dubas, the general manager of the Sioux Greyhounds. It's